Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I write a weekly column wherever the hell I want called Unpopular Opinion. I use that column to report all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I come on this show to defend those opinions. I sound like I've been drinking, but I haven't been. Joining me today, he is a fantastic comic who has been doing comedy for a long goddamn time, and you should be fucking going out and seeing him tell jokes more. We talk about that exact thing on this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, he's been on Unpops a whole bunch of times before, Dave Waite. Also joining me, she is also a fantastic comic who you should be going to see tell jokes more. She has also been on the Unpops podcast before. And she's about to be on the Unpops podcast again right now. Actually, she was already. We recorded it. We don't do this shit live. What are you, crazy? Ladies and gentlemen, Madison Shepard. It's going to be a great show. Also, Jeff is my co-host. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. Hi, Unpopular. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, bitch. Hey, I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who was that? Uh, hi, I'm Jeff May, everybody. We are your hosts today, and we got a room full of guests. It's tight quarters. This is good. It's good quarters. This is intimate. Mm-hmm. I like it. Madison Shepherd's here. Hi. Hey. You've been on this podcast before. I know you've been on Unpops podcast. I've been podcasts on some of y'all's podcasts, before. but I don't know if this one in specific. Maybe. I think you were on this. I think so. Uh, you came on your lunch break uh, once. When I, I mean, came other, on your lunch break. I, hey. All the time, honey. All the time. Um, I, I ha, I've been on like a bunch of y'all's podcasts. I don't yeah. know which ones, though. Also, Dave Waits here. What's happening? This is the second time I've been on a podcast where Jeff, with Jeff. Where the last I knew that you guys were, uh, you know, uh, enemies. What? <laughs> you and Jeff were uh, sworn enemies. We weren't enemies. We weren't enemies. We just. We oh just well, that's to... what you told me when the other one wasn't around. But okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, we just no. It's didn't, just we had to. We didn't like we each separate. other for a period of time. We, we committed a murder. And for legal reasons, we needed some distance. For sure. So it didn't come back on us. We murdered my relationship. (laughs) (laughs) So when did you guys reunite? A couple months ago. Well, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, a little while ago. Yeah, I guess you don't listen to the podcast. It's cool. Did you guys guys meet up at a steak and shake? There's not really one over here. Yeah, there is a steak and shake like a mile from here. It's very good. Yeah, steak and shake's great. Where did y'all meet? Where did you have the power? We've we've met up a couple of times over the course of of the past year. Hey, man. What's up? Yeah. What did you guys, did you You guys actually not be friends for a while? You guys still podding? It was, yeah, it was was, just a weird. Things were tense. It was weird. That's very mature of you guys. You still podding? To what, not be friends? (laughs) No, to like, to like, not be friends with somebody and then say, you know what, there is still value in our relationship. Well, that's men. That's the difference. 
between men and women. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> is it? Uh, in what way? What do you mean? I feel like bros would eventually just be like, ah, man, I got fucked my mm. girlfriend, but he's a good hag. Oh, no, the guy that, that ended up sleeping with my ex-wife, I did not. Uh, we're not best friends anymore. <laughs> like, I, we do not speak. Yeah. Were you friends with that guy? Yeah. He was my best friend. He was living in my apartment. Oh, my God. Well, I, I give it another 10 years. You might come back around. No, fuck him. I don't <laughs> yeah, like you don't need to be friends with everyone. No, you don't yeah. need to be friends with everyone. But I do think it's just like a, a mark of like emotional maturity to be like, oh, you know, that's cool. You have to have two people that are at that level. Exactly. Like, and that's really me, and Jeff are, me and Jeff are dope. Like, so. yeah. Like I've tried to do that with other people and it, it, it falls very flat. Because right. Sometimes people are just, they can't get over certain things or they can't let go of of either their problems or of other people sometimes. Here's a big one too with people is they, they can't like uh, admit to their part of it. Right. Yeah. It's like, I think that the natural tendency in human beings is to be like, you did this to me versus like you did this to me, but I also did this back. You know what I mean? I'm always pretty aware of the things I did fucked up. And then I'm like, All right, man, my bad. (laughs) I was was being pretty crazy at the time. I was running hot, and I went nuts, and then, you know, you were broke out, but then we fucked, you know? that's We talk about that, like, on our reunion episode, we actually address that very thing. And it it is very, like, you know, when you you recognize what your problems are and then want to move forward. Mm -hmm. So we did. You're both very handsome alpha dogs. like, Like, at some point, it just doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Like we got, like we had a falling out over a fucking podcast Ugh. that like, well, it was a, well, I, I mean, mean that, that makes it seem very trite, but it was, there was a lot of in the wake of that too, sure. that, you know, but it was all stuff that I'm not by any means going to hold on to no. for the rest of my life, not no, no. towards you or no. Raquel. Like I, it's not, I will say it's like, are you a person in comedy if you haven't lost a friend over a podcast? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah, most comics true. have had like a podcast drama where it's like, now I have to talk to you about this fucking podcast and what happened and what didn't happen. Pod drama. Yeah. Well, we spent two years <laughs> receiving tweets and messages and Instagram DMs and. Hey, will you guys get back together? Well, what yep. happened? What happened? Aww. Oh, I get that all, all the time of because divorce, I'm sure <laughs> I host so many podcasts and now I'm getting it. Like, not to that Jeff was so involved with the network before all that happened, so it was. Definitely more with Jeff than anyone else. But now Connor McSpadden is writing for that David Spade show. So he hasn't been on the conspiracy podcast. So now like every fucking episode, at least one or two comments is when's Connor coming back? It's like, He's not, you fuck face. He has a real job now. Right. Yeah. You should be happy you for him. You should replace him with Randall. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what, what's got to come back? <laughs> yeah, I mean. That, but to that, be fair, like, not, not to Sean Comedy Central, but like in a couple episodes, it'll go canceled. He'll be back. Don't worry, guys. Oh, you know, be just a, lot, a lot of shows don't make it past like 20 episodes. That's all I'm saying. Comedy what? Central, please hire me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still available. <laughs> they will not. They subscribe. So... Uh, watching uh, Keith and Connor on on that show when they do little vignettes is fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm so proud of those dudes. Yeah, good for them. I came to a. I was probably a little high when I came to this realization last night, if you can believe it. But if you're out there, just pull up two side by sides and tell me that Keith Carey doesn't look a little like Killer Mike. I will have to check that out. They have the same eyes. I uh, I always thought Keith and Connor oh, were that in. I can um, see that. In, they have like the same 
I don't want to say droopy face, but they have the same droopy face. They have the droopy. same schmoochy white guy. Like they're vibe. slightly melting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Killer Mike and Keith Carey are both slightly I, melting. I always That's fine. Keith, Killer Mike lives in fucking Atlanta. Keith and Ty. Connor, I always looked at as, remember in Looney Tunes when those two guys would get stranded on a desert island and one looked like a hamburger and one looked like a hot dog when they'd look uh, at each other? Oh, sure. <laughs> That's who I always pictured those two. That's me in every relationship. Just the hamburger. <laughs> just the round I mean, one. I wish I, I don't have the music to cut anyone off this week. I still haven't loaded the actual sound effects to the well, sound. Well, pick a board. random thing. Okay. Like, just push a button. There you go. Oh, oh, oh no. They, Somebody's oh. been murdered. <laughs> Mystery. My diagnosis, murder. But I had, uh, a, I had an ex that used to be obsessed with diagnosis murder. That's weird as fuck. <laughs> she loved that show. And so every time I'd look at her and go, my diagnosis, Murder. Dave, you're in charge of the soundboard <laughs> all episode. <laughs> I like that. Uh, before we get to some unpopular opinions, I have to, as we always do, I remember this every week, uh, our $50 subscribers, shout out to them, Kai Zaborski and Bengson and Rebecca Stewart. All Hell yeah. good bros. Quality people. Kai and Rebecca, y'all doing it. <laughs> That was a good choice because that's such a long one. Yeah. It's Listen good. to this shit. That's what $50 gets you. $50. I feel bad for <laughs> Those women laughing, I'm just like, who forced you to come to this yeah. comedy night? Those I'm people sorry. were laughing at gunpoint, it sounded like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were at the haha. All right. Should we get into some unpopular opinions? Yeah, yeah. I had another yeah. one I, I thought of on the drive over here if I could add it. Yeah. When I. I'll add it by saying it out loud. Yeah, that's fine. Bring it on us. I got a surprise one in here for everyone from a Ooh. listener. Uh, Madison, yeah. you go first. Um, okay, so uh, I think that mostly marijuana sucks. Weed sucks. Weed culture sucks. It's like... I was born in the 80s, but, like, I would have been really down for, like, cocaine culture. Like, TBH, if I had to have my choice, I think that cocaine and meth is better uh, than weed. And I Wait, also... Quick, meth? Yep. Right. Yeah, I went to Arts High, so, you know, there's a lot of, like, arty-farty times putting tinfoil in windows and, like, mm -hmm. you know, editing projects and for using weeks. that tinfoil to cook math yes yeah well listen i'm not saying that i currently uh I, i'm actually sober at the moment thank you so much but um i at the uh, moment. thank you guys not to brag um is it for permanent or just for now huh for permanent or no my god i hope it's for permanent but i i <laughs> <laughs> i just think that like weed kind of sucks and i really i had this realization that like as a young person like number one it would always make me so like for my, my body it might be good for you but for me it like makes me so fucking paranoid incredibly antisocial i was wondering if you were gonna say paranoid because you cannot say weed makes me paranoid but meth's okay it didn't make me paranoid. <laughs> meth makes everybody paranoid. To be fair, not that I'm like going, I did, you know, went around doing meth like for stretches. I just have done it a few times and it didn't make me paranoid. It's a real curve. And cocaine also didn't make me paranoid. But weed made me like so paranoid and brought out like the most nasty antisocial parts of my personality. I have this, I have a, this so whole time. With, with marijuana, I get very uh, anxious. Yeah, it makes now, me very anxious. Now, I found with the vape pens, I get it's chill. Yeah. Well, the, the thing the, is, the, the vape pens, I feel like, because I'm only high for a little bit and I'm sure. not like crazy baked. Yeah. I feel like I was getting like 
hi. And I was like, the thing people don't take into account when it comes to weed is it's not like, like there's no multiple strains of cocaine. There's no different types of meth. I mean, there's cocaine that's better than other cocaine. There's cocaine with more or less meth in it. That's a fact. Right. But with weed, there are two different types of weed that do very different things. Like a sativa isn't going to make you paranoid, which is ironic as fuck because it's also the one that's more like a stimulant. Mm -hmm. But in indica, especially if you're not experienced with weed, if you smoke too much of an indica or take it in in any form too much at once it's gonna fucking ruin you i'm gonna i'm gonna say this uh mm-hmm. i'm gonna pony back uh piggyback on pony the, back. Yeah. Pony back. A- <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome okay. to pony back theater um dave we- is running the soundboard from now on all episodes weed culture is so boring yeah that it would be like whenever i see somebody with weed on like a shirt i'm always like that might as well be an aspirin yeah. Like at this point in time, like I don't like there's no rebellion to weed anymore. Like it's not this it's not this counterculture thing that it used to be. When you see somebody with like a weed plant on a shirt in the 90s, you'd be like, this guy's this guy fucks. Somebody yeah. went like, to Spencer's. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got a chronic the hemp hog shirt that they bought at the local fair. You know, like, Hell yeah, yeah. But like now, whenever you see it, you're just like, yeah, all right, man. Like, that's what you really need to push out there and then go for it i guess yeah there's a weed there's a weed cross stitch on your fake izod shirt i get it i think anything that forms that kind of culture around it is annoying and i think but i i don't think it's unreasonable to try and separate the two because i smoke a lot of weed but i don't feel like i'm part of that you're not part of i wouldn't put you as part of weed culture culture and like i i vape nicotine but i'm not like at competitive vape sure. cloud contests well, it's, and shit. It's like one of those weird things too where like, for example, if if somebody's wearing like a bands t-shirt or like a superhero, you're getting information about that person and it's just like, oh, you, you're wearing Iron Man. You, you sure. like the movie. But with like weed, you're just like, oh, I don't, I don't want to talk to you because so you have that shirt on. Part of the reason why I say weed culture sucks also, and I just mean like how it is today, like, you know, Here's here's the fact that now suddenly weed is getting legal in more and more places and we have like thousands and thousands of people who have been incarcerated, lost their families, lost their homes, lost their livelihood over weed. And yet we also have an entire other group of people um, who have just been prospering and really um, thriving. And now it's cannabis culture and what, and it's like, Hey, there's a lot of, a, a ton of like black and brown people who literally their lives have been destroyed for um, having a possession of any amount of weed or distributing it and now it's a mole it's going to be one of the it's one of the biggest growing industries in america yeah, that, yeah. so You're that's right why that i mean it expunged. fucking sucks like, like those yeah that part of really, it i mean super duper yeah. sucks. like yeah. that and that's a facts you know what i mean i had like, i was talking to someone who works at a weed dispensary and she was like i can't even afford to shop at the dispensary i work at and i was like yeah. oh well i can it's not like I, it's not that expensive and she was like, oh, well, you're very privileged. And it's like, says the person who sells weed for a living without going to prison. Yeah. Like, we're both privileged in this fucking yeah. transaction. Yeah, that person also gets a bunch of free weed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't shop there because I don't need to. Right. Everyone who works at a weed store is just like, 
Anytime you go to their house, swimming in weed, like a glass of water they're or like, like an yeah. ounce of weed. Like <laughs> yeah. anybody who identify, who like when you're like, oh, what do you do? They're like, I'm a bud tender. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, I can't, I can't be a part of this conversation because it's not going to be good. Yeah, I like just, you're not. Anytime somebody starts talking about weed, you're like, oh, you wrecked the conversation. It's just it's like a bad conversation. It's just like if somebody would started talking about wine a lot you'd be like i don't know yeah give a fuck. yeah yeah it's yeah. it's equally so much to like stoner frasers <laughs> yeah they're stoner frasers they're yeah. niles's yeah yeah and also like i don't know if y'all have this experience but like for me when i also in addition to like the weird antisocial where i literally will will stop talking or become so paranoid i have to like basically like go home and hide i also like the the shape i don't know if it's what it is about my body but it doesn't like relax me physically like in fact it feels like i have arthritis if i do any amount of like weed or smoke or eat it or vape it or whatever it all of the joints in my body feel swollen smoke smoke weed like, every the, day the same the same way that like people we don't have that one. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Well, no, I mean, like the same way that like some people can't take like certain like um, medications, like painkillers, because it hurts them. That's how it feels like when I. So I'm just like weed sucks well, on all fronts for me. I've never smoked weed. <laughs> really? Well, You're fine. Once in my life. <laughs> <laughs> waka waka. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the cocaine is better. Part is controversial, especially that like fentanyl scares the shit out of me. And, like, people are dying from cocaine yeah. accidentally being laced with fentanyl. Yes. It's not like you would put that in cocaine on purpose. Mm -hmm. It's just that there's no fucking health inspectors for drug cartels. Co cocaine sure. seems like you'd get shit done. Like, I'm moving and I'm moving alone right now, and I could use some cocaine to, do that. to yeah, really but, fucking... But see, a sativa, better, a but. sativa weed... <laughs> But see, a sativa strain of weed, a straight sativa, does the same thing. They call it house cleaning weed because it makes you want to get up and do shit. But you also do like an Adderall because it'll lift you up and keep you there. You know, cocaine, you got to keep and going back. And I yeah. will. Yeah. Every, every. You do yeah. Adderall? I mean, I used to be prescribed Concerta. So. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me if I do. I used to, I went ahead insurance. Yeah, like I just and is I'm that untreated. Or is it, it's Concerta is is um is it a methamphetamine? I like but it's I like Concerta. It's time released Ritalin better. Essentially, yeah. yeah, I like Concerta better. Concerta's Adderall is better. Adderall feels like cocaine. To yeah, me. it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm it, the cocaine is better. Is just me being like controversial, yeah, but truly, better. all drugs are terrible for you and bad. But like, Nerd. I, I, <laughs> I just want to say that fucking like, cop. I've had like way more fun doing Kamala cocaine than I. Yeah, real Kamala. You know what? I, I have played Kamala. I'm not going to lie. And I will continue. I do a really great Kamala. She, anyway. She's against the expunging of marijuana, right? Isn't that like No, the she's thing, like or? turning around all of her POVs oh, on she, weed. Oh, well, she's well, like so convenient. Because <laughs> she's like trying to be president. Dude, right now, even though the, she like locked up so like, many people. Dude, she, the, she fought. This is so crazy because I was doing research. She fought against using overturned. Um, uh, proof. Uh, like mm -hmm. if 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 cops lie, for example, and yeah. it, it gets found out, she's against overturning convictions if lawyers and police falsify evidence. She's such a cop. Yeah, she fucking yeah. sucks. Like it's so crazy to just be like, oh man, no, you suck. <laughs> yeah, I want to like her, but sure. I can't. I mean, I like her as a person, but like, I'm you know what I mean. Like, I'm like, oh, she's like a cool entity, but like, I could never vote for her. For can time. I ask, can I ask you something? Yeah, yeah. about Kamala. 
I guess it would probably be better to ask like an Indian person because she's like half Indian. But boy, that never they never mention that part. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, they don't. Even in America, she's... it's just like you're black and that's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Talking to the mic. Oh, my bad. Well, I'm saying crazy <laughs> shit. Maybe I shouldn't say. <laughs> no, I mean, like she was raised by her Indian mother. Um, her name is Indian. Um, you know, she was raised in a black. Like, here's the thing. Like her mother, according to her book, which I also unfortunately read, um, she she was like raised in like Oakland, like in a black neighborhood and like was Played for the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> so Opened she, for Tupac. Yeah, basically. So she, you know, she I think oh, that's more part of her cultural identity than being Indian, but like I don't, it, it appears like she doesn't have a whole lot of ties to that community. Like she doesn't have like all of her Indian family, I guess, like her aunts and uncles and stuff are back in India, wherever her mom is from. I forget. Not voting the, for her. That's where they are. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No, they're all voting for Tulsi Gabbard, who is a Hindu nationalist, but that's another podcast. Oh, she's so wild. She's a fucking she's in, nightmare. D- I'm, somebody like made a joke. Like, doesn't she seem like she'll like give free ca- like capoeira lessons on the f- like White House front lawn? <laughs> no, but she will fucking she just seems get insane. all the Muslims out of the United States. Probably. Oh, maybe I'm thinking Fun. of somebody else. She's one of those. She's the woman from Hawaii, right? Tulsi Gabbard. I think she's from Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. But she's got all this support from this wildly nationalistic party that is in control in India right now. They are fascists and they are anti-muslim fascists and, Fun. and cool. she has not separated herself or denounced them she should have at all cashmere should be her <laughs> her, 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 song, walkout music. her walkout music should be cashmere that's a very geopolitical joke and I it, and it. a good led zeppelin joke yes thank you <laughs> uh, thank you We're just using my degree one quip at a time I want to, for my opinion, I'm going to kind of piggyback on some on on Madison's, and weed isn't always safe. That and that's not even. I'm saying that like it's an opinion, but if you think that's an opinion and not just a fact, you shouldn't be smoking weed because mm-hmm. you need to like if you're going to ingest any fucking drug, look into it first. And the reason I bring this up, I have. I wrote an article on Medium last week about all of those articles about how vaping is causing lung illnesses. Popcorn lung, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. you're inhaling oil. Right. right. But yeah. if you read the articles, there's all these pictures of like teens smoking jewels and like there's pictures of jewel pods. And that's a completely different product. Yeah. Like a jewel pod cannot cause the illness that those articles are about they're like bootleg uh it's bootleg thc cartridges yeah Mm -hmm. and i wrote about that and i i put the article on my facebook fan page because i don't who fucks with facebook in their personal life anymore my mom i mean i like a secret facebook group though yeah there's some fun stuff in those someone put (laughs) in the comments someone put one excerpt from the article where i say that vaping THC is actually more dangerous than vaping nicotine. Mm. And all these people jumped in like, no, weed has never killed anybody. It's tobacco that kills people. And it's like, those are completely different arguments. THC is not weed and nicotine is not tobacco. So when you are talking about a hash oil cartridge Mm -hmm. that has been produced using all of these fucking solvents and chemicals, just because it has THC in it doesn't make it weed. Right. It makes it THC that is 
mixed in with this fucking liquid that you don't know what the fuck it's going to do to you long term. We haven't had these vape cartridges for years and years and years. They're very new. And just because it's weed, people want like people associate weed with safe weed has become exalted now as like the the cure all totally okay yeah it's like it's and i responded to the guy and said you know there's no need to be so fundamentalist about it yeah like just because oh weed is a plant that grows out of the ground so is tobacco fuck face yeah like it's what happens from the point where it's poison ivy yeah It's what happens from the point where it grows out of the ground until it gets into your lungs. Bro, That's what fucking when I'm matters. I'm smoking my poison ivy. I'm inhaling Mother Nature. What? Ow! <laughs> <laughs> and it, uh, it just, it just drives me insane that people like. I get that you have your preconceived notions about how things work, but information comes out over time, and you have to take in all of that information. When forming your opinions, and it's not the '60s anymore. So we information, man. It's the '60s. Man, the government government doesn't want you to have information. Well, when I mention the '60s, I mean weed isn't always safe anymore. Right. It's also like highly processed in ways that, like, we it's it's not um, regulated. It's you know, there's just so many question marks about. You know, I heard people were giving away weird chocolates on Halloween. You got to be careful these days. (laughs) Well, that's the thing too. Like when people say, Oh, weed's never dangerous. All right. If you've never ingested weed before, go eat an entire weed brownie and tell me that's not fucking dangerous. Right. Like if you were by yourself and you get that fucking high, it's going to be a problem. Well, also, I mean, like, there is also the issue of, like, people getting high and driving. Like, what are the statistics of that? It's You know what I mean? Who knows? Um, Yeah. And those uh, weed cartridges definitely make that easier. Yeah. Holy shit. But. Yeah. And, and yeah, like. And people are high all the time. Yeah, I always wonder why people don't consider smoking weed and driving, driving impaired. Because it. Kind of, that is. It is. A lot of people do. I know. know I just wanted to see what that one did. They were. You hit the green button for me. So you're pro driving high, Dave? Is that what you're saying? There were. I remember on an episode of Key and Peele, Jordan Peele was talking about the fact that he doesn't have a driver's license and doesn't drive. And the person in it, I think it was Keegan. uh, Michael Key. Yeah. I think, uh, or Jordan Peele was like, because I smoke weed all the time. And yeah. I don't want to kill anybody, and I don't want to get a DUI, so I just use he, public he transportation. He, like, doesn't smoke anymore at all. Oh, really? Because he felt like he had a problem. Oh, so because, he's a fucking cop, too. Well, also, I Chelsea mean, Peretti played a cop. That's why. Oh, yeah. Also, I mean, Chelsea, you know, she's sober, so I think, like, once they got together, it sort of, like, curtailed that behavior. He had but. a Jordan appeal. Thank thank you. (laughs) Thank you. But, you know, I mean, it it can be, I mean, there's so many things. People are saying that, you know, it's not addictive. It's not dangerous. It's like, nah, I think you were right when you're saying like, oh, that's very fundamentalist to like believe that about weed because it's. It's not a religion. Right. And it's just a fucking drug. Also, I mean, you know. But we got to get it over the finish line. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, man. We can go back and fix everything later, but we got to get. Well, I mean, those are those are two different things. Like it should be legal, legal. Like it's less dangerous health wise than alcohol and tobacco. There you go. By a million fucking miles. You just can't let these nerds get anything. These fucking 
you like, know, the, the footloose people, that's what I call them. Tobacco. The footloose people, you know, the people. Oh, like that, Jeff Sessions and shit where they think it's like the devil's. Yeah. Body. If they had their way, there would be no dancing. Like mm-hmm. tobacco still kills 400,000 people in the United States every year. <laughs> roasted. Their lungs are roasted. Yeah, yeah their lungs yeah. are roasted. So, like, it, it blows my mind when we talk about, like, oh, we need to keep weed illegal on a federal level, or we need to ban flavored jewel pods. It's like, if you're going to ban anything, ban fucking cigarettes. No! <laughs> but, like, that would be, like, would if be. you're not going to ban cigarettes, don't ban any of them. Aren't cigarettes, like, a huge thing about, like, water toxicity, too? Like, cigarette butts are, like, a massive pollutant. Oh, that wouldn't sure. surprise me, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Weed like the if you so if you've been I I wrote like I said, I wrote a medium dot com column about it Uh, last week's solo podcast was about it. Uh, If you've read any of these articles about vaping and mysterious lung illnesses, it is not your jewel pods that are causing it. So please don't start smoking cigarettes again. It's so much worse, and it will always be so much worse. But it is bootleg weed cartridges Mm -hmm. that are causing it. So if, like... Get your bootleg weed cartridge, bootleg! Well, what it is, it's there's a specific brand name called Dank Vapes. And what... Why would that... That name alone, you should be like, I'm not getting this. Exactly. And if you're, like, 13, you're like, yeah, that. (laughs) And the, the shady thing about Dank Vapes is it's not a weed company. They are a packaging company. They sell blank weed cartridges with realistic looking packaging for bootleggers to fill with their goddamn poison backwoods THC oil. And if you find them online, you just have to search dank vapes and you'll find them. They sell them for like $15 for a one gram cartridge and a one gram cartridge on the low end of things should be around 45 to $50. Mm. So that's so much cheaper. And that's the attraction. Yeah. But then you smoke it and it's like they use all like, they use butane to extract THC from weed to make like hash oil and wax and things like that. Mm-hmm. If they don't get all of that out of the weed at the end, of, like you have to get all of those impurities out before you smoke it or it's going to fucking kill you. And it's freckled weed. Yeah, it's the like people the little impurities you can see it in there. The people buying the shit on the internet or the people selling it on the internet aren't putting their product through all the same testing that dispensaries have to put their products yeah, through. And people are probably jumping blindly to the idea that it's quote safer than it's cigarettes. It's safe cuz it's so weed. Yeah. yeah. And it's vaping. It's just water, bro. Not when you're talking about THC. That's fucking oil. Yeah, be on your journey about it, but just know that it sucks. You know Smoke what I mean? Like oil every day. And just oil every day. Weed. <laughs> that was nice. I like that a lot. Who wants to go next? Dave or Jeff? I'll do it. We're gonna do switch it. gears now. Oh yeah, well let's see. I, sometimes I like bad singers more than I like technically good singers. Like mm, Neil yeah. Young, maybe over Adele or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm on board with that. I'm, I'm there. Uh, oh, I thought. Well, I guess it's not no, an like, unpopular opinion. All right. Well, well no. Like I know no, a lot of people is. who a lot of people who can who really value a, a great, clean, technically proficient voice. Literally, there's people who are like, I like opera because it's technically good. There's and it's like nails on a chalkboard to most folks. <laughs> and I think what the difference really kind of comes down to is it's not. It's feeling 
Like, do it's you a, prefer? Attitude, yeah. Do you prefer technical perfection in your music, or do you prefer feeling in your music? Like, Kurt Cobain is one of my favorite guitar players, but he's not that great of a guitar sure. player. He just put a lot of feeling into playing the guitar, and he did things with noise and feedback that a lot of other guitar players can't. I think Tom Morello is another good example of that, where it's experimental more than it yeah. is talent. Um, one of my favorite. Um, bands or musicians is um the streets uh mike skinner he was a grime 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 rapper rapper talking about garage pure garage and it's like (laughs) but it's like fuck i missed the early 2000s doc we were really i looked at you because i was like you were probably in college when this came out yeah i I fucking i love like the streets roots lady sov ladies i've seen lady sovereign three times the last time i went to see her her voice like fucked up and she was like i got i got to go i can't talk uh she doesn't talk like that, but Lady Sovereign, I I think she, I think she's technically one of the best lyricists she's, out there. She's um, underrated. She's for very, show. But like uh, and like Dizzy Rascal, these Love people Dizzy. that are just they land and to a lot of people it's it is that very nails on a chalkboard. They're like, You like this? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't like this. I fucking love this. My yeah. I like try to like my boyfriend's younger than me because I'm killing it. Ooh, but um that's yeah. right. Hold on. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> and uh I, I was like you trying go. to share with him my like <laughs> early twenties and late teens culture, and I was like, "Oh, let's listen to the streets, fuck yeah!" And he's like, "Why is he rapping off the beat so yeah, much?" Yeah, it's and two like, beat hip hop. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you like um people who just don't just do nothing? Yeah, I like. Uh, I, I like, love that show um, because it's about crime. Yeah, like uh, Professor Green. Uh, his voice is fucking terrible. Nerds. It's fucking terrible. And yet it's so fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think there's like deep roots in like imperfect sounding music because when you think about it, like it's the music of the people, right? Like well, it makes it more, seem accessible. Right. And, yeah. And like the reason I thought of this, because yesterday I was in the, my buddy, my roommate's Jeep and we were listening, we were listening to the you beach boy. me of the my Jeep. <laughs> We were listening to the Beach, Beach Boys. and then Ill-timed uh, reference <laughs> that most of the audience won't get anyway, so it's fine. Oh, white people get black friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> R. Kelly reference, everybody, there if you, you didn't go. get it. Ooh, maybe not that black friend. See, I told you <laughs> I told you they didn't get it. No, no, no. I've distanced myself from R. Kelly at a very early I age. I know. It was hard. Once the Aliyah- Religious love is still the jam, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. The Jeep. So we were listening to the Beach Boys, and then I was like, oh, we should listen to Love and Mercy by Brian Wilson, which I always thought was a Beach Boys song, but I guess yeah. it is him. And then my roommate was like, man, this guy, he'd never make it on The Voice. But I'm like... <laughs> Who the fuck is your roommate? He drives a Jeep and references The Voice. Oh, it's Adam, Adam Levine. It's Adam Levine. <laughs> <laughs> he but, doesn't hit the button, but he's just hovering over it. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I don't hear... All I hear is just like the heart... Ache. You know, I hear yeah, that. I, I think, love Brian that's, I think that's why people like Ray LaMontagne and Tracy Chapman are 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 very big too. That gravelly, grainy, not perfect. Tracy Chapman's bit. still pretty big. But like people, <laughs> people I mean, do really like, like her though. Like from that from the perspective of, of that sort of folk yeah. feeling that came in, like she's highly respected and I think clearly not the, like her stuff is mostly just an acoustic guitar kind of laboring through it sometimes. Like I think she's the, not this amazing musician. Uh, well, I think three probably better examples would be Bob Dylan. Well, yeah. Uh, Tom Waits. And you mentioned Neil Young. Yeah. 
Like, and also a fourth that uh, probably wouldn't get brought up as much. Diana Ross, actually, Diana Ross had a really like terrible she voice. Had a really thin voice and kind of struggled yeah. to make a lot of those songs work, and that's why they worked. But also, Billie Holiday. I mean, Billie Holiday does not have a technically good voice. Yeah. by any stretch. I, a, a good example is um, in the back of uh, the Rolling Stones, the "Gimme Shelter" when she, when her voice cracks, and it's yeah. the highlight of the entire. The entire mm-hmm. song is made by her voice cracking yeah. at yeah. the top or, because that shows emotion. I think I think Aerosmith is actually a good example of that too. Yeah. Well, Nirvana un- Steven Tyler can sing. Yeah, Steven Tyler. Nirvana unplugged too. He does they do those three meat puppets covers in the middle and the meat puppets songs are in a way higher register than most Nirvana songs. Mm-hmm. And you can hear Kurt Cobain struggling to hit those notes and in rehearsal they were like do you want us to just play this in a lower key? And he was like, no, it sounds better. Like broken, struggling broken. to hit those yeah. notes. It sounds there's beauty better. in the broken. Yeah. And I think, I think you're right. Like it's, it's lived in it's, it's distressed. It's, uh, it's yeah, like, a, I like it's distressed a, music, but it's like, it's, <laughs> I, I hate to put it Coming in like, to d- distressed it's music. Like, this sounds like overly simplified, but it's a home over being a house. You know, it's something that is lived in and cozy. <laughs> you know, like we're like when you think of a house, it's about. a very perfect, very perfectly structured thing, perfectly painted, etc. And then when you think of a home, it's something that's lived in. There's that's where you dance, jerk off. There's, yeah, I get yeah it. you jerk Hell off. Yeah, that's yeah. You go look in the shower. That's <laughs> where you're murdered. Home. I mean, I I just Often. think that like yeah, a lot of murders at home. <laughs> I just think that, you know, like, I, I got to just agree with you. Like, it's a perfect voice is very boring. Like, that's why, like, you know, classical music isn't popular. That's why, like, you know, most of our pop song stars can't really sing and have to have auto-tune and all this I, other stuff. Cause it's, why are they auto-tune? They just let it be. Yeah. I mean, it is funny. It's it's a good example. I mean, not necessarily a good example, but when you look at, like, the Britney versus Christina yeah. Like the culture, not that yeah. film exactly, but like, and Brittany, Christina didn't starve or anything like that, mm-hmm. but like, no, she didn't. Much. <laughs> yeah. I, I should make those type of jokes. Uh, <laughs> damn, Dave. She's technically scores above Britney Spears yeah. in musical talent. Like, yeah. it's not even, they're not even in the same stratosphere. Yeah. But Britney was purely skyrocketed because she was packaged and, and sold, and she had a very, like, ah, like that kind yeah. of, like, yeah. she was like... Britney can't sing. Yeah. Right. Although maybe she will. I'm excited for her to get out this conservatorship. What if she starts doing some, like, Tom Waits-type shit? I mean, that I'm, would be great. Who the fuck is Britney I, Spears going to be well, when she gets out of this conservatorship? You, you know, know what I, mean? I don't fuck with Tom Waitsy though. I've listened so many times and I can't not think of it as the cookie monster. Was it, yeah. That is such a unique take. <laughs> I know, like, oh my God, no one has ever said that about Tom Waits. Here's the thing though. Do you want to say it, Tom Waits for no man next? Is it people say that because that's literally what he sounds like in well, a he's lot got of a, his music. He's got a gravelly voice. Sure. I just don't. He's also one of the best songwriters in American I've, history. I've been I mean, we've talked about this several times. I've been attempted to be sold on it, and I've listened openly, and I just, I can't. Tom well, Waits, I just, just haven't a, been able to buy into. That's just a personal yeah. preference thing. And I think this whole discussion is a personal yeah. preference thing because, like, take a band like Nickelback, for example. One of the biggest rock bands of the 2000s. I think the biggest I th- yeah. in terms of record sales. Yeah. I was reading an interview with Chad Kroger's Bitch Ass, and... <laughs> He mentioned that the thing about Nickelback is he is a perfectionist. 
to the point that if someone drops a note while they're recording a song, he'll go back in and fix it with Pro Tools and shit. Mm. And it finally dawned on me reading that. That's what I hate about Nickelback. It's too clean and yeah. too perfect. It's designed it, in a lab. Yeah, it yeah. strips all of the emotion out of it. And for some people, that's what they that's want, what they, they I want guess. The polish, I don't want no complicated stuff. You better yeah. know what you're doing. Well, it's like there are some things like I, I remember like when uh, Tom York, when they were recording Creep and the guitarist hated it. And so that wah, wah, like that riff, mm-hmm. that's actually him trying to fuck up the recording. And Tom York's like, we're keeping that. And it ended up being sort of the signature of the whole and song. And that's so many great songs have happened yeah. that way. Like an accident that people are like, sounds good. There's yeah. a there's a, a Prince song on the Sign of the Times album called Forever in My Life. And on that song, the more for, the further you get into the song, the more his backing vocals start like falling behind. So like he'll sing a line and then the backing vocals will sing that line while he's already singing something else. Mm. And it sounds so fucking cool. And it was an accident. The engineer fucked up. And in that book, she was like, he is going to murder me when he gets out of the booth and hears this. And he was... (laughs) Prince, did he murder an engineer? And when he got out of the booth, he was like, no, that sounds good. Keep it. I mean, sometimes... Like like, technical perfection is a thing, and I get why people strive for it. But I don't think it always makes the but best music. Think about um, the Beastie Boys are another good example. Like their voices are grating. Yeah. Like well, they're they're, they're, they're a like, group that I never like. I get it. I respect what they've done. But I've not ne- like I'm a I grew up on rap music. Yeah. And the rap music I grew up on really valued being a good rapper over everything else. And the Beastie Boys aren't like they're well, white dudes screaming. I think that. Well, that can lead into the, my thing too, which is yeah, about, let's, about talent. Let's get to Jeff's opinion. Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, it does blend into. I think um, success in in the arts, and we can talk in this very specific instance in success in comedy. It's about five percent talent. Uh, I think that being the funniest person in the room <laughs> will not guarantee your success. Being the best on stage will not will not create success for you the way a myriad of other small things You don't have to are. look directly at me, Jeff. When you're <laughs> well, no, I'm just doing that. But I, I do want to say... I did just get like, a job at the comedy store as a door guy, so I think things are going pretty now, well. I, I want to say something about that, though. Did you that, actually? Though. Like, yes. You, you should have been passed at the comedy store five years ago. Well, yeah. I, did, I didn't that's, go. Like, I didn't and that's go, kind of the point Jeff's getting at. But I didn't look, go there, so why I would know, that? I know, but, yeah. but like Dave Wade is consistently one of the funniest people I Agreed. have ever seen perform on stage. Facts on facts. There are comics that are not getting pushed, that, that, will, that are better, that are way poised. Like like way better than other comedians. You're better than most comedians. That That's true. Don't have it. I don't yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> you're not as good at sound No, I think, I, I think you're like a, I think you're a really good Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I think you're a really good joke writer and you're also super personable on stage, which is like two things that I would strive to be it, um and relax. And I think like it's a shame that um you haven't got put on the way and, that and brilliant on the fly, yeah. which is another thing. Like yeah, you, right. but Dave, okay. wait, and like they're really good. But comedians. we're still saying that you're a failure. I'm still Just gonna, so we're clear. No, I'm going to use you. As yeah, an we're all doing better than you. No, I want to Dave to you, Wade's but. career. I want to use you as an example because I was fucking shocked 
that you got a job as a door guy at the comedy store, knowing that that is their farm league into getting passed where I was like, he, Dave should have been passed forever ago, but you didn't play the game a certain way. Well, so it wasn't about how good you I been. just didn't go there. Well, so, sure. So, uh, you know, at the comedy store, I just didn't go. You got to go there and, and be there all well, the time. Well, yeah, you have to be. A, I also I just needed a, a job. So I I, if I needed to have a job, I, I'd rather have a job in, uh, working at a comedy club. Yeah. Than, yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I was doing like, sometimes I was doing like Postmates and DoorDash to like make, it, make the ends meet. And that's just so hard on my car. And, my, and now, like, at least I get yeah. to perform at the comedy store. And then I, and also, I, I'm, you know, there and uh, interacting with people that remind me of people that I'm still... People just forget that you're a thing or you're yeah. out there. Yeah. So the job... Because I don't have a manager or an agent, so the job itself is kind of See, being... Being my advocate. Being that's there amazing. Physically it's a really be, good job, That's actually. bananas to me, that you don't have an agent or a manager. But, you know, like, what the fuck? There's too many people. There's too also many like comedians. Having, having a, a, major, a manager or an agent doesn't mean sure, anything. Sure, it doesn't, but it does help, and it does create opportunity. It does. Like, yeah, I mean, there's it def- gets you in the door to more things. Yeah, there was never, you know, like... I never even had, like, even though I did have managers, I never had, like, the water bottle tour. That's what they call it, where yeah. you go do all the general meetings. I never yeah. even had, like, when people are like, oh, I got to go do these general meetings, and I got to sit there and be, like, jealous of that. I'm like, I know the meetings No, are I, I have the exact same situation sure. as you, yeah. But, I'm like, I know this meetings is bullshit, but I would like to go... Ooh, I would like to meet Here's these the thing people. about those meetings, though, like they're bullshit. You can still get shit from those yeah. meetings. So, like, but if you're not if getting, it, if you're not even getting, if you're the not even getting in the door. Like, well, that's the thing. Getting in the door, like you just gotta get in the door. Talent gets you in the door, but and and that's the thing about this this discussion is it's kind of the same thing in most industries I, I, I where will talent way. will get you in the door but there's other things you have to do like the most talented basketball players of all time most of them didn't make it to the nba yeah. Yeah. i think i think there's a big a huge difference between being a great comic and being great at being a comedian yeah it's and like, there's there's it's like so a baseball many, player you got to have five tools or something yeah and it's like i probably have like two and like but there's things like <laughs> organization a willingness to be um sort of and, and and you kind of hate to say it, but like shameless and how you put yourself out there and how you want people to listen, how you, you know, when you're like, I see people on Twitter that will like beg for certain things from pe- from their followers. They'll they'll demand certain things or they'll want certain things. Sign up for a Patreon. Uh, or, but but no, which unpops. Well, if I need put, to make a fucking living. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me? Do you want me plugging Casper mattresses on every episode yeah. or Casper mattresses? <laughs> <laughs> Not sponsoring this pod. <laughs> um, but I think there's a lot of like knowing how to build a good website. Or, or knowing uh, who to who to know, who to schmooze. You also got to be a businessman you, you, or a lady. No, well, it's a it's a, a matter person. of like you have to pick what like what kind of comic you want to be. Like, there's success is uh, not all one thing. Like, do you want to be the comic that is headlining the comedy store? Every weekend, or do you want to be someone like well, Doug Stanhope, who you're not going to see Doug Stanhope in movies, you're not going to see him in Midwest comedy clubs regularly, but that motherfucker does shows you know, all the time. He's so fucking respected yeah. by comics, and he and his specials do really well. His specials do really well. He's doing fine, he is. and the only hitch 
is he has to book his own shows, which also means he probably makes more money doing shows than most comics. I think it's funny out here, too, because, like, I'm very much... uh, Also, I'm doing fine. Like, let me rephrase this. This is not coming from a a world of sour grapes or anything like that. I I pay my bills. soundboard is a great responsibility, Dave. (laughs) I pay my bills. Wield it with caution. So so there's that. Like, my bills are paid. So I'm not... I don't view myself as not being successful. But I will say there are certain things, like, there are shows I'm never going to be allowed to do out here. Just because I'm... There's Jeff May. We're never going to let him on this show. it's, It's... There's, like... Buzz that you just aren't getting because you're not visibly seen. You're not doing the cool shows. There are shows on uh, out here that like people die to do, and when they finally do them, then they realize, oh, that meant nothing for me. Mm-hmm. Or like when Just for Laughs books people and everybody gets all bent out of shape, and then some people are like, I got Just for Laughs. It did nothing for me. Oh, that's my favorite thing. Is like it's just to remember all the people who got shit from Just <laughs> Just for Laughs. Like, I'm fine. It's okay like, if I never get Just for Laughs. My thing about Just for Laughs is we were so up in arms about the Louis CK thing, but no one ever called out just for laughs when that reporter tried to go Megan Keister. She did. Yeah. She like fucking, she later like came back. Oh, I thought was, like, you were I talking about the guy that and, owned the just, well, for just for laughs, laughs oh, was like, too. you don't ask those questions to our comics. Our comics are family. Yeah. And it's and like, she was off. asking about sexual assault motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's the red carpet. But yeah, there are, it's, it's funny because we have to pretend that like we're, we're all pretending that it's like, well, you know, if you're just good enough, people will, you know, the, the, the world will welcome you in the comedy and showbiz in general, but I'm using comedy because we live in that world. If yeah. you're just good enough, it's going to happen. And that is 100% not true. I well, all right. That really Adam said like talent is what gets you in the door. And it's like a little, but it's, it's actually just who, you know, it's, it's, if you have well, a famous, friend, no, I mean, have a, talent, gets you to the point where if you know someone it'll help like sure. like and even then you like talent becomes kind of important and kind yeah. of not important at that point it's so but, it's so not when when i look but at if it, you have none you're probably just going to be an open micer for the rest of your life agreed if you have no talent then obviously you're not going to make it but it, it's it's sort of like steroids in baseball there are certain things that are going to boost you up and take your the talent that you have and blow it out of proportion or whatever. And, and it's funny to sort of watch and, and to see like what buzz is going about in comedy. And you're like, Oh, that person's getting buzz. I watched their set. They had zero jokes. Yeah. And you know, or like they're, fo- they're focusing, they're not focusing on material. Uh, and you see it. And, and again, this isn't like a sour grapes thing, but I'm like, is that what this world wants now? Like, it seems like uh, well, sometimes they just, it's, People get caught up in some sort of buzz that I I don't know what happens, you know? Yeah. It's also sometimes where, like, you know, somebody's the fresh new thing, you know? Mm -hmm. know? And then they're like, this is a thing. Sometimes they fill a certain slot, you know, that maybe they're good looking or they're... You know, a certain ethnicity that people You don't want, have to look right know. at me when you say that, Dave. <laughs> but Jesus. It's true. Like, there are things. Like, I know festivals aren't for me. They're never going to be. I fucking don't want to do festivals because like, I'm too poor to go to them. How I'm about not, that? Like, I'm not paying you money to do two sets in your bullshit city. Instead, how about this? I'll fucking book a week of shows and make my money back. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'd much rather do yeah. that and stay on my friend's couch. Like, and I, I'll meet all the same comics. Like, yeah. I don't fuck with festivals. Uh, I can I can not get hot tub. Because I'm not covet, a coveted demographic or whatever, a coveted demographic, or, or just not famous or buzzed up enough. I'll tell you a and story then I can about go to, hot tub and off then I can, the record. I can go to Worcester. 
I can go to Worcester, sell out a show, and make a thousand dollars in an hour. Like, yeah. like I no, I don't real. know how to say it other than like. And like my world is not because the other thing, too, is like other people are like, well, this is how you should do it if you want to succeed. And it's like, no, no, no. My thing is different. I've been on hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. It's where my base is. It's it's how I pay my bills. It's how I do that. It's I get to decide, you know, doing a podcast is like making your own show that mm-hmm. becomes popular, whereas I don't have to rely on what a what a, a current culture and climate is going to say. And there are some people I know that are brilliantly funny that can't shut the fuck up and not know how to say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Like I know people. Do you? I do. Who? Former friends. And I also know people that will that will like somebody and protect them even if they're scum. Mm-hmm. And when you see like, it's such a weird fucking world, man. Comedy is so weird. Everybody, everyone is is all up in arms until their friend gets outed for doing something or yeah it's like, a hard one when your friend gets uh you know accused of something yeah. uh shitty it's it's uh and it's really telling about people how they react and deal with it and i think yeah. that's you know what what is there to say there's a lot know? of it's it, i think some business. people it's easy to cut out if i don't really know you it's real easy to just yeah. be like wow it, it's not a loss to me but if we've like you know, spent five years together, six years together, every night, 10 years, you know, suddenly it's like, oh, well, you know, it's. Hey, I cut out one of my absolute best friends on the planet because I found out that they were doing that. Yeah. I didn't think about it. I just said, well, this person's fucking dead to me now because they're a diet rapist. Uh, So at that point in time, you start to realize and this world, it's it's very showbiz because people ask us how many how many questions have we gotten over the years of people that want to get into comedy and like a lot of this is like get there right do that and it's hard to explain the idea of like eventually leave Pittsburgh or yeah. eventually you're gonna have to get out of Cleveland because if not you're gonna be just performing Italian restaurants for the next thirty five years even podcasts yeah like people will ask me like oh well how did you get your how did you get a following behind your podcast it's like. I worked for 10 years in mm-hmm. comedy and writing and built a following mm-hmm. and people will message me and be like, uh, I have a, a podcast. Like I want to start a podcast. Can you tell me how to start it? And I'll be like, what's the podcast about? And then I never fucking hear back. Yeah. It's like, like you have to work at shit yeah. and you have to decide like what you want the end goal to be. Like I would rather be able to pay my bills doing comedy and podcasts than spend all of this time hanging out at shows that I want to get booked on hoping they'll book me. It's like, I don't have time to hang out at your show. I'm doing work. There's like, I'm making money doing comedy. There's this kind of, it's a a sycophantic idea that, that the only people that are worthy of being on a show are the people that come every month or every week. And that's fucking weird. I don't like it. I don't like, like it because I'm like, uh, you know, I got a couple of strikes against me here. I'm a woman who wants to have kids at some point and I'm running out of fucking time. And I also have to pay my own bills. I don't have time to hang out at someone's show all the yeah. time. You know, I got to I, I got to drive Lyft. You know what I mean? I got you know, fucking. Yeah, so, I, so it's like I, I you know, for for if, if you're interested in comedy and you think that hanging out is the bulk of it, it's not. It's also like showing up and doing the work. Yeah, and right. that means going to a mic. And if you can only do one mic this week because that's what your schedule allows fucking great you did it make sure your three minutes are the fucking you're doing the work i've i've you know what i mean like I've booked 
phenomenal comics that people have never heard of that I saw murder at an open mic. And I'm yeah. like, do you have 10 minutes? Like, all right, let's get you on Mint on Card. Also, the headliner idea in L.A. is just, it's dumb. They're, headliners don't sell tickets in L.A. It's such a weird no. thing that we think. They'll pay for your house, though. All their <laughs> people will but, come. But, like, you'll see, but like, yeah, but will they? Like, in L.A., are people really going out to see, like, oh, this headliner we got, and it's somebody who's, like... Man, if you had Joe Rogan on that on card. Sure. I mean, sure. Maria Bamford will put seats in the, you know, butts in the seats. I've had super famous comics yeah. come in, and we increased by eight. Yeah. Yeah. Ten, maybe. Yeah, it's like, L.A. Had, you can see anyone yeah. anytime. That's exactly right. So, to... With the L.A., whenever I see a show where, where it's L.A. and they're treating it like it's like a show in, in, in Cincinnati or something where it's like, we have this huge headliner and then these other comics. And it's like, and we're paying this guy and these people get nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking, they're also working. Right. I don't know if you knew this, but these people are also working. They're doing a job. And just because that person can get an extra eight people to show up doesn't mean that the other people are garbage. Yeah. It's just such a weird, it's such a weird process. The process of comedy is, it's, it's a very frustrating world and you need to sort of learn how to find that path. Go ahead. Hit it now. I don't know which one I was going to hit. <laughs> just don't hit the purple one. That I wanted would be, to hit uh, the one where hurtful. people laughed at you. Yeah. And, and then, but like whenever. Yellow. I think, oh, I do think we need to stop pretending that, that the, <laughs> the comedy world is based on talent as why people are getting pushes because they're not yeah buzz is never around the most talented people it's around the people that are generating buzz for whatever reason yeah yeah you know <laughs> i you know you see people <laughs> get, have that getting tv getting no, we tv have you, spots <laughs> you know people i'll see people that are that are doing stuff or getting these big shows and they come out and bomb because they're they're just doing a ted talk Oh, oh yeah, there's a lot like, of oh, man, clapter. That's, that's what yeah. they call it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind some clapter here and there. I'll take one. I mean, sure. <laughs> but I can't be fine, all of it. But it's like, yeah. that's not, you know, I don't know that, it's such polite. a, it's such a like personal thing and it's such a big, uh, un, uh not to untie. Um, I think it's, it, for me lately in my mental health and comedy, um, you know, I'm not an expert. I've been doing it about five ish years now, a little over. And I can just tell you that like, for me, like I, I literally can't look at that stuff because it's depressing me. So I'm like, well, what are the things that I can do? What are the things that are in my reach? Where do I want to be? Because I can't get obsessed with buzz and cool shows because it's who cares end of the day. And they don't, they really don't do that much for you. Like, oh, you got on a, you got, sometimes you got, on, it, you did the meltdown. It like, depends. Okay. Like, I, I, okay. That would be that, cool now because it's closed. Yeah. <laughs> Just show up and doing it in Kamel's house. Yes. I mean, it's true. Like, it, sometimes you get nothing from them, but then sometimes you get off stage and somebody hands you a card. And if their card is a link to get you what you want, then that's cool. But it is mostly not people handing you cards off stage. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah good time. I don't know. All right. It seems like. Is everyone. I, I, anyone want to cut their wrist in the parking lot? No, after no, like, I wanted to dress, address from the very beginning. Like, it, yeah. this, is, this is me saying I make my living in comedy. Yeah. So it's. I'm not. But Humble I'm just saying we brag. need to stop. I need to it's get a fucking, job. I do a podcast comedy. for a toy company. Like. But hey, yeah, like pays money, it pays it pays bills, and I like working for them, and they're a great company. But yeah. at the same time, like you know, we're we have this sort of ostrich in the sand view of saying like, oh, the most talented people are the ones that are getting pushed, and it's like that's a hundred percent not true. I think that's yeah. something people that everyone that are, has to come to yeah, the it's, realization. It's of. the people yeah. that are great at being comedians. 
<laughs> that are doing it. They're the ones that know how but to But I also do... think the only ones who would disagree with you are the people getting that push. Sure. Yeah, and like, of course they would. Why the fuck wouldn't they? I see a yeah. lot of people like, that aren't that great that, that really are puffing out their chests and being like, I'm a... And I'm like, yeah, I did that I same like, show with you, and you were awful. I was yeah. like telling people when they got heat, and they're like, I ain't got no heat. And I'm like, you got heat. They're like, I don't have it. I'm like, you got heat. I don't. I, I see it. Yeah. I'm like, look, look at all the stuff that's happening. And they're like, ah. Yeah, they don't like addressing. <laughs> you'll know. It. You'll know when you don't have heat anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually that's how people get. They're like, yeah. Yeah. enjoy the heat. Enjoy the heat. When suddenly it gets cold outside, that's when you really. I think I actually I I like it when people get buzzed and then it starts to fade because it's like that's how you're really gonna find out what you're made out of. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, show me what what is your comedy yeah. like then? Can't have your friends dragging your ass to to that much further. You know, like yeah. All right, let's get to let's get to a listener opinion. Absolutely, and then we'll get out of here. Ooh. But first, after we shout out to our twenty five dollars subscribers, twenty five dollars subscribers, T Cooks and Ryan Bory, Eddie right. Baron, Five X Espinosa, Chaz Chetwood, Mike Ski, Homerostasis, Gray Wolf, the Ghost of Dave Thomas, Nolan McLean, Shelley, DJ West, Katie Rimmer, Reby, Kelly Stanaway, Teresa H, James Hill, Carson Tuttle, Danny W, AJ Lindbergh, and Jennifer Fendelander. Let's get to a listener opinion. Sounds like a list of people I fucked. I don't know. <laughs> they are. Like, They're all. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone you fuck. $25 gets, a month yeah. as a. As a yeah. yeah. It's one of our Patreon levels. It's a level that you can get to. Actually, at this point, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. No name given on this one. Okay. What's my unpopular opinion? I believe that Trump isn't a threat. Now, let me explain. Ooh. I believe he's playing nothing but the very not pretty, pretty face. He is being nothing more than a distraction to the American people, as well as a tool that is separating the American people, one bullshit policy tweet at a time. They're doing this to prevent us from uniting and starting a revolution. United we stand, divided we fall. I feel as if there is something major cooking behind the scenes. Also, the 90s weren't that bad. Thank you for acknowledging the 90s sucked, one of the most recent podcasts from Unpops. Go check it out. But also, what you're describing is a threat. That's a threat. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that is a threat. This yeah. sa- all sounds like an email from somebody who was up all night doing coke. I mean, I don't In know. In moderation, it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, something's cooking behind the scenes. Get out of it. Do like, you think that Trump is a threat, Dave? Oh, uh, yeah. I just think this fucking email is stupid. I mean, <laughs> I hope they don't donate money. I mean, like, maybe they should donate money to your podcast. I don't know. Trump is obviously a threat. I think what... He's not as big a threat as uh, the media makes it seem. But well, what I think it is, is I don't think the media hates Trump as much as they make it out well, He's to good seem. for business. He's good for business, and he's good for rich people. Yeah. Like, when... Like you can tell me, you can tell me all you want about Jeff Bezos being liberal to some extent, and oh, he owns the Washington Post, so that's the liberal newspaper. But listen to them talk about Venezuela. Like every rich person at some level has some interest in the government of Venezuela being toppled, and they will cater their reporting to that. And it's the same thing with Trump. Like. He's going to help rich people achieve their means. And if it means the newspapers they own have to pretend to hate him, then that's what they'll do. Anyone viewing Jeff Bezos as not a problem to the country is a fucking moron. Yeah. Like Amazon, I think Amazon might be the single worst thing that has happened to this country. I'm less worried about Amazon and more worried about him sharing facial recognition software with ICE. Like Amazon, 
bad work conditions, I get it, but also don't go to Disneyland, don't eat at McDonald's. Like, there's on and on and on when we're talking about, right. like... Don't go to your day job. Yeah, poor work <laughs> conditions. you fucking work at a shitty place. Let's just be frank about it, whoever you are, except for you. Like, Actually, you're doing great, but... Poor work conditions are a almost universal problem, but Jeff Bezos pretending to be this enemy of Trump while collaborating with ICE, that's some insidious shit right yeah. there. And that is a thing that a lot of people fall for. A lot of people think, oh, well, the Washington Post, that's the article, or that's the newspaper that opposes Trump. Or the New York Times, that's the newspaper that opposes Trump. Not necessarily. They just pretend because it sounds good. Yeah. But Trump's obviously a threat. Yes. It's Trump a threat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, 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 he sure is. Yeah, he's yeah, I mean, I think he's, I absolutely agree. I think he's a threat. Um... I think, you know, you could just look at like the hate crimes in this country that have like fucking increased just by having him in office. That's been pretty interesting as like, you know, people of color can probably who are listening can probably attest like it's there aren't any. Well, even in like the what's crazy is, you know, people of color can attest. But like when you talk about Los Angeles, the hate crimes here, it's not really white people doing it. It's black people beating the shit out of Mexican people. Well, and chanting like Trump shit while it's happening. Like he's stoking all sorts of racism that people aren't not a threat. Yeah. He's a huge fucking threat. Yeah. I think, I think he's bringing out uh, the worst in what has always been there. And now people are just less uh, afraid to. He's the butane pulling the THC out. Exactly. Of the, yeah. yeah. You see what I did there? Out of the weed. What do you yeah. mean? I tied it all up. With the uh, how I tied the statement because when we talked no, about, talking about Trump. And you mentioned the butane removing the THC for the oil. Oh, okay. And then I yeah, I still don't get it. It's like the <laughs> Trump is that it. butane that's separating the and pulling it out. No. Yeah. I know, but I mean, I do think I do think that they are. There's a lot going on in our country that's keeping us from like actually taking action to change our country. Like that's that's fact. I mean, yeah. I don't. I, regardless of whether or not Trump is in office or will be in office or whatever, like that is a that is an ongoing theme in this country that we are kept we are kept from really yeah organizing and and be you know yeah. changing. I think our we all need to just government. Back Elizabeth Warren and fucking move forward because the left is going to fucking cut its own foot off. Yeah, they are. They I've, I've never. God, I can't. It blows my mind when people are like, eh, you know, I'm never, I'm never going to do it. And it's like, hey, why don't you just fucking party up? Because yeah. the Republicans are doing it and they're fucking winning. Yeah, they're going to, they might win this next they're gonna, one. They're going to win. This, yeah. yeah. This email or this opinion reminds me of another argument I hear about Trump all the time is that, oh, well, racism existed before Trump. He's just uh, exploiting it. Yeah, that's the problem, fuckface. Yeah. Like, that is the whole problem. Yeah. At least people used to be quiet about it until they died sometimes, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, there and there's arguments there to be made. Maybe it's better that he's so open about it. But no, it's not. No, because not it inspires get, not, other yeah. people to be so yeah. fucking... You should be ashamed to be a racist. Yeah. Like, that should being, be... Being hateful is not a good look for anybody. Yeah. Wait, yeah. why did you look at me when you said that? Oh, because you're... From Boston. From yeah. Boston. <laughs> You're lucky you're not Chinese, right? Blind the shit out of you. <laughs> but yeah, Trump's obviously a threat, even if he's just the the Figurehead. face yeah. that's pushing 
all of these ideas, he's a really effective face. Yeah. Like William Hurt in uh, the Hurt Locker in uh, in uh, V for Vendetta. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? No, he's just the face, but it was what it represented, and it was right. what it pulled out of other people, and what it sort of projected onto other people. So not the Hurt Locker. Cool. <laughs> Could be the Hurt Locker. <laughs> the Hurt Locker. Yeah, or it's just Jeremy a, Renner. And just a biography ad. documentary about William Hurt. Or is, is Jeremy Renner having some sort of nervous breakdown? His app. His app. He had to close closed. his app down. He had to close his app. He started a. He's in a band. He's a musician. Yeah. Well, I feel like I said this on another podcast too. I feel like he bought a tour bus and then started a band. <laughs> like there's no way those two things happened in the correct order. I saw Bronson Arroyo playing acoustic guitar once <laughs> in a very at the 104.5 WXLO Music Loft in Worcester. My friend was like, "Do you want to see Bronson Arroyo play some songs?" Yeah. And I was like, "Um, absolutely. Of I want to see that fucking fire." Yeah. And uh, it was like watching a college bro playing his favorite songs. He he did Shimmer. He did an acoustic version of Fuel's Shimmer. And I was like, this is exactly what Styles I want to do. I want to do this for an hour. I absolutely want that. <laughs> it was so insane. All right. So that's our episode. Hey. Hey. Hi, that was- or was it? <laughs> no, that was. Yeah, it was. It was a- <laughs> what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Patreon.com slash unpops. $5 a month, you get all kinds of bonus episodes of all the shows I pod, I pod, the, all the shows I pod, and uh, also no ads on them. So uh, Got do no it. ads on them. Do it. Jeff? Oh, well, Mint on Cards, the second Friday of every month. Beautiful. Which month? Uh, every month. Oh, so okay. The next one. On. Friday the 13th. <gasps> Spooky. Friday, Go see Jeff die. September 13th. I am going to die, die. on stage. Woo. Blast from the past on Magnolia and Burbank. Check out Sideshow Sideshow with Jeff May through Sideshow Collectibles, as well as Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, in which me and Tom Ryman, of unpopular opinion, uh, watch and talk about Batman. That's available on Gamefully Unemployed. Madison, what do you got to plug? Um, I have a comedy album coming out. It's an EP, a little 20-minuter, because I would like to make some money from all of this work that is unpaid. Um, you can buy that soon everywhere. Uh, it is coming out in October. It's called Goodnight Silver Lake. Um, follow me on Instagram at Madison underscore Shepherd and Twitter at Madison Shepherd for more details. Also, I guess I have a Facebook page. Throw it a like. Somebody cares. Somebody. Somebody cares. cares. Yeah. Dave. Hey, I really want to promote my Instagram at Daveway Comedy. It's a, good, it's, it's a it's fun a follow. Let me make sure I'm following you before I. I am, wow. I, I've been. <laughs> I just celebrated my 15th anniversary of comedy, and I had all this footage of people uh, talking about me, telling stories, and uh, I've been putting a bunch of those out. And then I, I'm always making videos. Got it's, a new follow right now, dog. So I really if. It, that's the main, you know, it's You're hard fun to follow. Yeah. I wish I could get more followers and change my life, but how many Facebook pages do you have? Because I, feel I have like two I'm, I'm Facebook friends, two, two Facebook regular ones. Uh-huh. I reach the limit. And then sometimes I argue with myself. I try not to do that anymore, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, uh, so it's at Dave Wait comedy. W a I T E. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. It's the longest Instagram plug of all time. Also, I'll be at the Red Clay Comedy Festival in Atlanta, Georgia, October 4th and 5th. Tight. Tight. Woof. Tight. Woof, woof. Oh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, too, at Adam Todd Brown. It's Todd with one D. Don't follow me. Don't follow Jeff anyway. Follow Jeff to his car and beat the shit out of him. I'll take it. I'm up for it. Honestly, I'll take it. I wouldn't do that. Jeff seems dangerous, honestly. 
That's All why right. I want that. I got, some, I got some shit to work out, and I wouldn't mind someone coming at me first. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Dave, say goodbye. Bye. Madison, say goodbye. Goodbye, Madison. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Madison and Dave rookie cards, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. Twin card. Twin card.